Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. On a thirsty Thursday, we thank you for tuning in and joining in. Thanks again to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul that continuously supports this particular podcast on a given day. 402-464-5685, Sauter Hammond Jewelers video stream is where you see me. on, And uh, and uh, you can tap in on the, the uh, Sauter Hammond text line there in order to join into the conversation as well. We're going to get into a little conversation regarding Big Ten football, the coaching carousels, as well as where do we feel they shape up and, and, and what do they look like? And Austin... You know, with the new additions, with some of the carousels, with some of the changes, some of the adjustments, UCLA is, uh, uh, you know, acquiring a new coach and, and as well as Washington. So some of the newcomers are going to come in with new coaches. Obviously, we know what happened up in Northwestern. So there's going to be new coaches there and the departure of of uh, Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to get into that, kind of see where they are, where they fit, what are their tiers, what are their uh, the thoughts about what they can do and the changes that they can make. Um are guys like Fickle up in Wisconsin going to uh, take a turn for the better and, and see how their program goes and the adjustments that they're going to make? So we're going to we're going to dive into it. But let's start first, obviously, with some controversy that had sparked with hazing and so forth and so on and has now been taken over uh, the Northwestern head coach. And, and just the, first of all, the job that he did. Mm-hmm. You know, after all the craziness, the fact that they were able to win games and and, and and handle business in the absence of Pat Fitzgerald, the longtime uh, head coach there for uh, Northwestern. But the Wildcats are now the first FBS team in, in making a coaching change <laughs> that, uh, you know, involved Fitzgerald after so long in the tenure that he had and being fired in 2023. So um, they finished eight and five with a win over very strong Utah mm-hmm. team out of the Pac-12. So what is your view of this this Northwestern team now? Uh, what did, probably do you expect? And, 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 you know, are they going to be able to make the changes or, you know, replenish some of the losses that they're going to have? Yeah, so as I look especially at their head coach, David Braun, I don't exactly know what to make of him. First-year guy thrust into the role in the interim capacity, like you were just saying, Strick. Right now, he's a one-year wonder. Right, He made the jump from North Dakota State's defensive coordinator to Northwestern, where he was supposed to be the defensive coordinator. Incredible job in getting them to seven regular season wins in the eighth in the bowl game against Utah, like they mentioned. For right now, he's a one-year wonder. Right, Anyone can have a season like that now, given the circumstances he did it under, the, the talent level that we assume Northwestern had. I, I want to give him credit for it, but I still want to see more, which is why as I think through... You know, some of the Big Ten head coaches strike a guy that I'm going to put at a similar level to David Braun is Jed Fish at Washington. The two purple teams in the Big Ten, 
Jedfish, you know, had big turnaround at Arizona from just a couple wins uh, to a really good season last year. Um, you look at guys like Noah Fafita, Jacob Cowing that he brought in. I think Jed Fish is a good coach, but he feels a little like kind of one year wonderish to me, right? Just to to skip so many steps from two wins to, to nine or ten wins is doable, but it, it seems like a little bit of a meteoric rise. So I want to give Jed Fish credit for that. I want to give David Braun credit for the job he was able to do in two wildly different situations. But I honestly put those two guys on pretty similar equal footing right now. All right, well, another team that had some controversy in a different way uh, out of the Big Ten is Michigan State, who Mm -hmm. obviously had Mel Tucker as their coach. Uh, Less than two years after signing a 10-year, $95 million contract extension, uh, he was suspended without pay in September, on September the 10th, where then he was fired a few weeks weeks later due to the allegations of sexual misconduct. So, um, allegedly. Mm -hmm. So, so what we find there is obviously Barnett, Coach Barnett was uh, named the interim coach. They lost the first six games, um, you know, finished at four and eight. Ultimately, uh, one of those wins was against mm-hmm. Nebraska, which unbelievable to my mind. It kept them from a whole game. I thought mm-hmm. that was the one they should have banked. But uh, they end up, well, Alan Holler is their AD. Uh, he ends up doing a very quiet, low-key search and ends up pulling Oregon State's uh, Coach Smith uh, to come over and fill that void. Jonathan Smith obviously had a really good run uh, with Oregon State this year, so he was kind of a a coveted guy looking to make a leap, looking to make a jump. And uh, here he is now with a seven-year, $52 million contract, and uh, he's going to be bringing six assistants with him as well. So what's your thoughts on that move? Jonathan Smith is, as we would say on this program, Nick's boy, right? Not my boy, not your boy. He's Nick's boy. Um, I like Jonathan Smith. Though. I think he's a good coach. Returned to his alma mater at Oregon State, a program that, you know, we know of from the Mike Riley days was kind of in the dumps again, right? After Gary Anderson left, everything that's gone on with that program. Jonathan Smith did an admirable job, right? He turned Washington State into a legitimate top 25 team, borderline top 15 at times this year as well. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Well, did it through defense, good enough quarterback play um, with, again, Nick's boy, DJ Uyunglele out there at quarterback. So he he proved he could handle the transfer portal and go get big enough names to help, but he did it with a lot of internal development as well. I've seen enough of Jonathan Smith to say I trust him as a program builder. I think he, he fits the Michigan State ethos. 
of defense first, hard-nosed, bring skill position guys as they come, which is why, Strick, when I look at you know the Big Ten coaches again as a whole, I have him in the bottom of this kind of tier, but on a similar level to Matt Rule, Greg Schiano, and P.J. Fleck. As you look at those guys in the tier with Jonathan Smith, we know the one year that Minnesota had with P.J. Fleck where they win 10 games, they're undefeated with Penn State coming to town for college game day. I don't know what Minnesota's ultimate ceiling is, but they've been generally solid. Greg Schiano, you know, resurrected Rutgers to a bowl game. I don't think he gets them to the 10-win heights he did in his first stint there, but I think Schiano's well-respected. I think that's about as good as Rutgers can do with a guy that understands what Rutgers is at university, the landscape of the Big Ten and of recruiting the the Northeast you know, portion of the Big Ten. And I think Matt rules in that category, too, as a builder, right? What he did at Temple and Baylor, um, some of the signs we saw from Nebraska in, in year one. As I look at that group, I it's hard for me to say Matt Rule has accomplished the most, but I think he's had the most drastic turnarounds when you look at those programs. Shiano, the second go-around hasn't been quite as good as the first go-around, but he's an experienced college football coach. And even P.J. Fleck up at, at Minnesota, Minnesota's just Minnesota. That's really all they are, right? For as much as P.J. Fleck talks, as brash as he is, Minnesota's just kind of there, right? You have to take him seriously, but not too seriously. And I think Jonathan Smith fits with all three of those guys in a culture-first, build-for-the-long-term sort of mentality. He's just the youngest of that group. Well, let's run through and talk about the two. Uh, we, we can merge them together. The two teams that ultimately found their, their way into the college football uh, playoff final, mm-hmm. and that is Washington as well as Michigan. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Kalen DeBoer departs and heads down to down south into the SEC country and takes over from a legendary coach, Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. And there on arrival, we'll see how things go for him. But in the meantime, in between time, a new coach has then raised up, and his name is Jed Fish. Jed Fish has now taken over for them, who has previous Big Ten experience working at Michigan mm-hmm. from 2015-16, and then in Minnesota in 2009. He signs a seven-year contract worth an average of $7.7 million a year. And uh, he's got a lot to make up for, obviously losing a quarterback and Heisman Trophy their your one of the best quarterbacks at the time, and uh, Michael Penix Jr. Then you look at Michigan at the same time, Sharon Moore. We know what he did in the absence, uh, in the suspension of Jim Harbaugh, how the team took a liking to him, how his emotions and his passion for the game. But he takes over a program that he has also a lot to replace in that J.J. McCarthy and uh, running back Blake Corum. Obviously, Edwards will return, but there's a lot that they need to make up there. What's your perspective on both of those teams, who's going to be all right, who's not, and who's got the most to make up? I think Washington's probably got more to make up, but I don't think Michigan is going to be great either. I think Michigan's going to kind of slip back to early Harbaugh. I just don't know about Sharon Moore is the thing. How involved was he with everything going on? How how many head coach duties did he fully take over in his interim time filling in for Jim Harbaugh over the suspension? Don't get me wrong, Sharon Moore can coach some football. I love him as an offensive line coach. You know, as you look at the guys up and down the Big Ten, I mean, Sharon Moore's probably the best at coaching a position in the business in the Big Ten right now. Um, as a head coach, that is. I mean, what Brian Hartline's done with the receivers at Ohio State is absolutely spectacular. 
I just am not sold on Sharon Moore as the head coach. He hasn't done it before outside of an interim basis. Until he proves otherwise, Strick, I'm going to give Jim Harbaugh and Harbaugh's infrastructure more credit for how Sharon Moore was able to do as Michigan's interim head coach for those few games than I am himself. He's really got a lot on his plate to prove, and it's going to be an uphill battle with, again, what we assume are looming NCAA sanctions and having 18 players invited to the NFL Draft Combine. That's a lot he's got to replace, along with the staff that got raided that Jim Harbaugh is helping take with him out to uh, Los Angeles to coach the Chargers. So I think Washington lost, you know, maybe more important players, which is weird to say given, you know, the numbers that Michigan lost. But I trust Michigan's depth of talent a little more than Washington, but I don't think either of those teams breaks nine wins. Maybe they hit nine, but no more than that. Yeah, I got you. Um, you want to take a break and, and just uh, do the uh, uh, quickly do the the $30. We have a $30 giveaway, <laughs> obviously, uh, by way of trivia. Um, we're going to do that. We, we could take a break and then we could do the trivia and maybe continue on and finish up because a lot of them are those who will be returning. <laughs> It'll be easy to kind of push them all together. But then really want to talk also, don't want to leave out two potential situations with Iowa as well as UCLA. And I would love to talk about that when we get back, but we're going to take a quick break right here on the block and return and do trivia. Be ready. Uh, Take a look on that. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, big 10 football coaches. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.